kind of shrank since then. Welcome to Shamewash, a guilt-free dive in those massive movie failures that we hate to love. Each week, we look at a movie that either we or our guests love, but society shames them for. We peek in each nook and cranny for every bright spot, keeping the public at bay while watching the movies at the miracles that they are. Go back. No, Let's shut do up. It. Let's shut do up. It clean. No, we don't no, have time. No, James, what happened in 2004? What happened well, in 2004? Get ready, because we're blazing up, and we're going to get some munchies for this uh, new Harold and Kumar Go to White Castle, set in 2004. I mean, it's not new. I'm James Fight. <laughs> oh, that's where he was going with... Across from me is... Kenny Madison, chief archivist of flatfilms.com. In between us, to my left, and Kenny's right is... Snuggled up like a bug in a rug, Aaron Salinas. And our uh, special guest today is... John Fortenberry. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. Kenny? Can we talk about Matrix 4? Why are you not excited for Matrix 4? Because we're talking about Harold and Kumar we'll and the White Castle. We'll get to Harold and Kumar, but we need to talk okay. about Matrix 4 a little bit. Ask Just, John for permission. Uh, John, may well, I talk about Matrix 4? The thing is, I only saw the first one. You're was I was I supposed to see the sequel? No, don't. <laughs> I think okay. you're fine. I think you're fine. Because the other two... Sucks. But the Animatrix is cool. The Animatrix is dope. Highly recommend. Oh, it's it works so much better as an anime, like most movies. <laughs> D- don't, don't. You know I'm right. Twilight would have been better as an anime. Star Wars would have been better as an anime. Parasite. Parasite. Well, 1917. Oh, they could have gone into weird <laughs> marriage story. Stuff oh, marriage story would have been weird, especially whenever <laughs> yeah. Adam Driver goes on that Spoilers. big tirade at the end. Spoilers. Yeah. If Spoilers. Super Spoilers. At the end. Yeah. I imagine Shrek as an anime. <laughs> that is. Or, it is no, kind but, of. No, but like a true. Like a two D anime. Like a two D anime, kind of horrifying. Uh you mean amazing? True. You're right. What Kenny? Uh, Kenny? May I talk about Matrix Four, John? Sure. James? Granted. I'm da- I'm always down. Thank you, <laughs> James. Why aren't you excited for Matrix Four? Two words. They Keanu Reeves. Reeves. Yeah, I love Keanu. He's great. So but be they stoked. burned me before. Yeah, but the Wachowski stuff after that has been pretty darn good. Yeah, has it? Yes. Speed Name three. Speed Racer, Cloud Atlas. I like Jupiter Ascending. About. Ugh. Cloud Atlas, I couldn't even make 10 minutes. I, I, mean, I haven't watched Sense8 yet, but I've heard that Sense8 is quite good. And I mean, it's got Keanu. Keanu's yeah. playing a, like a god character in SpongeBob. It's a what? good time for Keanu. Yeah, you haven't seen the trailer? No. He's a little sea tumbleweed, and he comes to them in a dream vision. So, John, you have a story <laughs> about picking this movie. Oh, uh, <laughs> you told me last week you're saving for the podcast. So, please, because there is some... Uh, 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 hard decisions that you had to make to choose this movie. Some hard calls. Hard calls. Hard calls, which should be the name of the podcast. Damn We're not rebraining no. again. We're not rebraining again. again. John, tell a story. Check Kenny, that was a good real one. quick. You go uh, okay, well, um, so Harold and Kumar was the first movie I watched while researching what movie I should talk about. And then I was like, I don't, I don't know if I feel guilty enough or if I like it enough anymore. <laughs> so Fair. then I went on this hunt, which 
included like maybe 10 or so movies that I rewatched. It felt like an, an examining of your conscience. You're it trying really to figure did. out, it you were really like, did. I just, I don't know. And like, I was like, and you gave <laughs> yeah. me a list and I was like, yeah, those are all reasonable like ones I would choose. And then you're like, I just don't know. I just don't know. It was, <laughs> what, yeah. were, what were some of the alts for, for your episode? Because we've been trying to get you for a while. And we've, we've locked into a really fun movie. What what are some of the mm. other ones that you were trying to bring? Well, let's see. I, I rewatched a bunch of movies I used to love that I thought I would still love and feel bad about, but I didn't like any of them. Um, You've Got Mail was, I think, oh. the worst oh. one I rewatched. Really? Yeah. Oh, it does hold up. I'd be super excited to talk no. about Nora Ephron. Why doesn't well, it hold she's, up? Well, you know, she's fine with other things. This, I just think this was like her... Well, actually, no, wait. No, Sleepless in Seattle was the one that was really terrible. Agreed. Okay. Agreed. Yeah, that was creepy. Sucks. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. She stalks him yeah. from across the country, and then they fall in love, and they don't even know each other. No, that's dumb. That's, that's just dumb. called modern dating. No. Oh, I hate dating. I hate dating so much. Mm-hmm. Kidding. Didn't you say you just went on a really good date, though? I did go on a really good date last night. Nice. Last night? Yeah. That's recent. Yeah, maybe we should talk about that. Yeah, let's talk about that. Does John, she like Matrix gr- Four? Yeah, does she, she like Matrix nah, Four? No, we didn't talk about that. We talked Why about uh, humanity and psychology. So Matrix Four. Yep. All right. Nice. Yeah, cutting. <laughs> what do you think the Matrix Four should be called? Because <laughs> we've already hard got, calls. We've called uh, that domain's already taken. By the way, good because uh, we're not rebranding. Uh, Matrix Four. Shame watch. Wait, what is? <laughs> What, what is, go to the URL of hard calls. What is it? Uh, it's actually just a landing page that's asking for submissions if you want this domain. Did wow. you imagine porn? I was imagining I porn. was, yeah, imagining some sort of porn. Make an offer. Uh, how about I redo your website? I want, <laughs> let me, let's make an offer on the, on, on the episode. Uh, an offer they can't refuse? We don't have money. Uh, how uh, much are we willing to pay? $5. I'll throw 15 in. Uh, Aaron, what's your phone number? We'll bleep this say, out. Nope. Say it. I'm, I'm going to treat them like my student loans and just oh, not answer. All right. And how much are we willing to offer? I'll throw in 15. I'll throw in five. A dollar. 16. And I don't want to offer anything. So $21. No, I'm backing out then. If this isn't a communal effort. we Oh, fine. $17. <laughs> you, all right. Uh, my compatriots. And I this are, is really good. Are really uh, excited. Audio content. Does really this happen on every country? episode? No. Well, every guest loses some, money. Some t- oh, oh my goodness! Oh. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. So for the listeners, Aaron just spilled water on Kenny's laptop. Yeah. This is the first technical difficulty we've had. And this is the first time that I've ever had a liquid spill on an electronic. Oh. In your life? I think so. Talk about that. Wow. Because you're very calm right now. Yeah, I'm. Tr- I'm trying to just to be calmer. In general, at the beginning of the podcast, because I feel like I come oh, off very aggro. Hit my arm. So I'm good. <laughs> Are we good? Lift up. Lift up your. It's seeping into the bottom. Oh, okay. lift it up. Um, keep the, this all in. So, John. Are we good? <laughs> I forgot to ask about your credits. You have a webcomic, and you have a viral short film. More like a viral webcomic, yeah, and non non viral short films. What? Didn't tattoos get a lot of attention? Yeah, wasn't it on the homepage of Funny or Die? Yes. True. <laughs> John hates talking John, about himself. calm down. <laughs> Stop bragging. We're you on get your it. side. Sure. Was it renowned? Fine. <laughs> <laughs> Did people praise me constantly? Yes. 
oh, I'm tired of everyone telling me I'm so good. But no, uh, <laughs> I did love tattoos, so it was very good. Thank you. Uh, how long have you been doing your comic? Uh, the first one came out May 2018. Wow, that's awesome. And it's been monthly, right? Or every other week? It's it's varied. Our social media person, Olivia, just walked in. Hi. Oh. <laughs> Olivia, I just spilled water on Kenny's laptop, so you we're on edge. You missed some drama. Kenny, is it okay? It is. I'm sorry, Olivia. I'm still composing my offer letter for hardcalls.com. But it's okay? Well, I, I don't know about the quality of the t- uh, copy so far. My compatriots and I are really excited about The Matrix 4 and think this domain would be a perfect fit for a new fan site. Well, John, you're a copywriter. Anything to juice it up? Don't park guests mm. on the spot. Oh, tell them that I spilled water during this... Uh, Earlier, my <laughs> friend spilled water. Okay, still friends. Is That's that a sign? Yeah, I think so. I think he was meant to die. <laughs> Earlier, my great friend. Okay, sweet. We're still friends. Yeah. Nice. Spilled water on my keyboard. Friendship is up in the air at this point. Friendship John, please don't feel the need to be polite. The air you can say point. whatever you want on this podcast. Whatever grievances you want to air, you can do it on about any topic. Any topic whatsoever. Let mm. your flag fly free. We okay. love this domain. So X O X O Harold Ingomar, uh, go to White Castle. Thanks in advance. Two thousand four. So, Two thousand four. What was your? So you went through and watched all oh, the yes. old movies. What, I'll talk more about that. What? Uh, what finally made you go? You know what? Yes, Harold Kumar is the one. Well, mostly because. So some of the movies I watched, I didn't feel guilty enough. Okay. That was the case with... Can you um, expand on that? <laughs> with La La Land, I was like, this could be a, a guilty pleasure film, but I don't feel that guilty because I think it's a really well-made movie. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very well-made. So, yeah. And um, the movie A Ghost Story, I was like, the a premise is Oh, absurd. wow. That would have been very interesting to talk about. James, I think you'd hate that. I've never heard of it. I. Well, you know, Casey Affleck and like a bed sheet as what? a ghost watching his his wife what yeah what oh yeah, yeah so the premise is like ridiculous Oof. but i found it like really moving and i didn't f- feel guilty about it basically I, di- I didn't want a movie where i would just be def- having to defend it you know right. i didn't want to yeah, like yeah. argue and get into controversies so yeah i watched probably a dozen films that were wow. either wow I didn't like anymore or I didn't feel guilty about. So then I came back to Harold and Kumar, mm-hmm. which is like the perfect mix of there's a little bit of shame, yeah. a little bit of pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit of uh, peanut butter and jelly, if you will. Yeah. Uh, so what do you feel guilty about this movie? Like why, well, what shame does it bring you? The biggest shame was how into it I was when I saw it. Sure. Back in 2004. Yeah. So I was a junior in high school. Mm-hmm. And oh, perfect time for this type of movie. <laughs> yeah. Perfect time for this type of movie. Yeah. And I wrote for my school newspaper. Mm-hmm. Hey. You too? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> nice. And I wrote an article where I said, this is the best film released in 2004. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and, and that article was, um, what's the word when other publications pick it syndicated Shut really? other what? school papers so really all these people saw me declare Howard and Kumar the best film of 2004 <laughs> you, went, you went viral in 2004 amazing 
Sure. You and have a long history of doing this. Were That's you fantastic. Chief? No. No? Just Did you get promoted after that? Well, <laughs> can I have a microphone? Sorry, apparently I don't know I, things. Uh, <laughs> forget things. Um, were you editor-in-chief? No? No, I, I didn't want the, the role. I, I did become entertainment editor. Hey! Oh, hey okay. Yeah. yeah, but it's ridiculous. 2004, Eternal Sunshine came out. Sideways came oh, out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, before, Etern- before Sunset. All these like great Eternal films. Sunshine. Shrek 2. <laughs> Shrek 2 is pretty great. I mean, it's far superior than Shrek, but I love Shrek. But it's just like the perfect evolution of Shrek. Because it heightens so many things. This isn't the Shrek podcast, but uh, I'm sorry. I love Shrek. The one other thing is that I feel guilty about is after seeing that movie, I wanted to become a filmmaker. (laughs) (laughs) Yes! It's ridiculous. Everyone else is like The Godfather, Back to the Future, all these respectable movies made them want to become filmmakers. Mine was Harold and Kumar (laughs) go to White Castle. Oh, that's so wonderful. That's acceptable. What what about it was like, yeah, I'm going to do this for for my life. Was there a particular scene, a particular moment? No, I just liked it so much that I researched everything about it, Mm -hmm. and then I got really interested in filmmaking after that. I learned how about this backstory writing the script mm-hmm. and the filming of it and how much it costs to make and uh, all this nine stuff. million dollars yeah oh, really well yeah, the budget was I think, nine million i think a lot of it came on the back end because um cal penn mm-hmm. who played kumar he said he only got enough from that movie to like live for like six months or something yeah. what he recently did an interview the box office grossed 23 million yeah he did later he got uh, well it, i i think they also don't factor in in terms of box office dvd right. uh, rentals and sales at the point because this movie became big in dvds and yeah oh yeah, yeah. i think that it was a staple in comedy central reruns uh, but i it, feel like this it eventually movie, became that well john you're the harold and kumar expert but yeah, did you recently yeah. see the interview where he was talking yeah. about like life after Harold and Kumar? And mm-hmm. he opened up. He was like, "Yeah, this was not. I mean, yeah, uh, everybody knew me from this, but I maybe he was like, once I paid everybody, I needed to start a finding a grocery job or something like that. And he couldn't get hired anywhere because yeah. he was too recognizable. Oh mm-hmm. man! And he was a nobody before this. For the most part, he was a normal person for the before this and world of film, but like. Man, like it—it it was kind of a double-edged sword for him. I felt mm-hmm. kind of bad for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the worst of both worlds. Yeah, and then he went <laughs> yeah. to go be on a uh, Obama staff. Yeah, right. And I, right. That's when I met him in person. You met really? him in person? <laughs> There's a photo of me and him. I can show you this photo. Yeah, yes, did you please. tell him like, hey, I was on a podcast our... about your movie. <laughs> send it to Aaron. <laughs> so can post it on in social 12 media. years, I'm going to do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> did you send tell it. him uh, it was because of you? I want to be a filmmaker. No, I, I just said like how much I loved it. So oh. he he was just talking. He was giving a talk about Obama. Mm-hmm. For that, some reason, only like a dozen tracks. people were <laughs> there. Sure. What? So where then was he was just like, Austin? "Let's just go hang out." Yeah. Uh, no, Reno, where I went to oh, college. Oh. So we just hung out for a little while, you walking hung around. Out with Cal <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. And uh, I just said how much I loved the movie. I asked him because the sequel was like coming out in like a couple months. I was like, "Is mm-hmm. it better than the first one?" He's like, "I'm gonna let you decide. I can't Aww. say." And I asked him what it was, was it hard to become this successful as an actor and all this stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So he was, he was cool. He was just like the character minus being stoned uh, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, that's awesome. That's really fascinating. Well, just because, 
Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Ahead. Well, you, earlier you mentioned the worst of both worlds. I did. Uh, and one of the things that we like to do with the shame watches that are brought to our podcast, Shame Watch, is reveal a little bit of context as to why someone might feel guilty about liking this movie upon its release. So we pull a negative review, we read it right now. And this review, titled Real to Real, Sex, Drugs, White Castle, Not the Ingredients for Success, by Michael Compton, published July 24th, 2004, of Bowling Green Daily News. What? Don't mess with me like that. Bowling Green Daily News. No. Yeah. Is that y'all's news? No. Oh. We have the Toledo Blade. Well, it's the it's the Kentucky Bowling Green. Yep, that's oh, what I thought. The uh, lesser known. The one with one hill. No. All right. Hold on. They make cars and we have a university. Wait, Bowling Green, Kentucky makes cars? Yeah. That's the distinction I have to make every time when I say I'm from Bowling Green. Kentucky? No. Ohio. I'm very passionate about this. I, mean, I don't think people are like <laughs> up in arms about they which. are okay. Aaron, you don't know. Kenny, I'm sorry. It's a hot topic in Bowling Green, Ohio. Is your One computer time, okay? Here's a fun story about both Bowling Greens. One time, my freshman year of high school, you drove to the wrong house. Yep, that's exactly it. No, oh, someone man. called in a bomb threat to my high school, oh. and the people who did it then robbed a bank and then fled to Bowling Green, Kentucky. Where they got caught. So they went from Bowling Green to Bowling Green? That's correct. <laughs> what? Yeah. How long of a drive is that? I have no idea. I'm Ohio guess... and Kentucky are neighbors, yeah? Yeah-ish. I think it's south. Yeah. But it's, I'm going to say less than five hours. Or five hours or less. John, you want to make a guess? I'll say three and a half hours. Three and a half hours? It's weird that we do this every time. <laughs> Talk about it's just a really great <laughs> story. Geography. Yeah. Make a guess about location. <laughs> um, if I were to take a guess. Take a guess, Aaron. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess. And that guess is going to be... Uh-huh. 536. Wow. Five hours, wow. 36 minutes. That is precise. Oh. I just said five hours. I'm making a guess of four hours. Uh, the time, if you take uh, toll roads... No, I mm-hmm. wanted to walk. Or whatever the quickest r- road is, uh, it's five hours, 49 minutes. Whoa! Mm-hmm. We all lose. And walking, well, it would take you 130 hours. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right on. So anyway, that's what uh, that's the story of my bank heist. I um, mean, what? I'm not a criminal. So the review, uh, titled Real to Real, Sex, Drugs, White Castle, Not the Ingredients for Success by Michael Compton, published July 24, 2004 of the Bowling Green Daily News. If you consider Dude, Where's My Car an underappreciated comedic masterpiece, then you can skip the rest of this review and head right on out to the theaters. (laughs) The premise is simple. Harold and Kumar are a couple of 20-something stoners who decide on a whim during one of their drug-induced stupors to journey to White Castle. But instead of just getting their burgers and allowing me to avoid the pain of having to give up 90 minutes of my life, the duo hit plenty of roadblocks on their way to Burger Bliss. For the most part, the jokes aren't funny, just plain gross. A flatulence contest between a couple of college co-eds is still pretty disgusting just to think about. Or borderline offensive. Racist cops aren't funny in any film. The screenplay and I... Uh, <laughs> i just like to give a few seconds to let that breathe. <laughs> the screenplay, and I use the term screenplay loosely, 
does try to play off those stereotypes, but it doesn't soften the dread and muck that continues to pile on screen. I guess I could give bonus points to Harold and Kumar for casting an Indian and an Asian in the lead roles, but honestly, I'm not sure if this is a step forward for minorities or two step back. <laughs> to their credit, <laughs> to their credit, John Cho and Cal Penn do have a nice chemistry, even if they are stuck in a dead end film. Don't get me wrong, there will be an audience for this film. It's just too bad that something like this gets wide distribution when an infinitely superior film like Before Sunset gets minimal release. (laughs) Then again, I guess there's no accounting for good taste. Wow, that person was bitter. And then in walks 16-year-old John. (laughs) Wiped the floor with 17. (laughs) 17-year-old John. Wait, you can make movies? (laughs) Uh, that would have been the first year I was legally allowed to see rated R movies. That's good oh, timing. Oh, nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. You did, oh, so this wasn't illegal then, you this activity. You could have done I a double feature of Harold and Kumar before sunset. Oh, man. But I didn't. But, I mean, this <laughs> does have the qualifications to be a perfect film. Go Harold on. and Kumar? It's 90 minutes, and that's the only qualification <laughs> I have. You're not wrong. That's the only qualification I have for it to be a perfect that film. That is the shame watch uh, stamp yeah. for a perfect film. If right it's there, 90 minutes. Uh, you, you've, you've got me. I'm hooked. I did see Birds of Prey last night, and that movie is a cool one hour, 40-something minutes. Uh, I'll allow it. It's great. That helps things. It really does. It's a good movie, but also, I'm not losing an entire night to a movie, uh, much as the same of Harold and Kumar, which is a cool 90 minutes. Cool 90 minutes. Cool 90 minutes. I'm going to jump in for a little bit, and I'm going to say, I love that first introduction to Kumar when he's at the interview for the med school mm-hmm. and it's just a funny bit where he's on the phone with harold and he just like talking about getting blazed and smoking that nasty weed yo uh my favorite line from that scene he was the guy interviewing him was pointing mm-hmm. out that he had perfect game cat scores and he oh, said yeah. just because you're hung like a horse doesn't mean you have to do porn <laughs> yeah Use that line throughout my life. <laughs> <laughs> that's your go-to line. Yeah. Always in interviews to become a medical professional as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, it mentions in that interview, they mentioned they don't think this is a step forward for what minorities. Is that what it said? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There were so many people I've heard in interviews say that once they saw like Cal Penn on the screen, like that was the first time they saw like representation for an Indian actor. Absolutely, and they, nice. And they were inspired to get into acting. So that's great. Uh, he did his job. Outside of gay panic humor that is rampant through this movie. Oh yeah, I Oof. think yeah. this movie is progressive for now. Yeah, it's, yeah. It is crazy how relevant this movie is now. Still, especially just talking about now. the whole cop scene. Yeah. Like, back wow. In, back in 2004, this is 13 years after Rodney King, and this mm. is five, six years before Ferguson? Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. So, um, yeah. no one is talking about this, and then this stoner comedy happens to have a black uh, sociology professor, philosophy professor, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, talk about the need to just kind of acquiesce, that you yeah. can't reason with ways, with racists, you just have to find your you have to pick your battles yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> what? No, that was that's huge that's insane uh full disclosure i, I genuinely love this film i yeah, love really. this oh, yeah. film no yeah that, i like um, it and yeah talking on if it's a step forward or step back for minorities i feel 
like you said, I, I think it's it's progressive in the sense that we see representation. It's a big deal. Like to me, Cheech and Chong, it is offensive, but I still think it's a very iconic film. Like sure. I, I still up in smoke. I mm. still think you should watch it. And yet, I mean. Cheech Marin is singing there. Mexican Americans don't like to wake up early, like and like he's just like saying like that they're lazy and that it's just like they're just you know it's yeah. not a positive representation for Mexican Americans. But god damn, it's such a fun movie. At the same time, you have two uh, Mexican identifying comedians that are also in charge of their own comedy narrative. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're it's they they get the possessive. Mm-hmm. It's Cheech and Chong's up in smoke. Cheech and Chong's oh, next yeah. movie. Cheech and Chong's The Corsican Brothers, which no no one really talks about that one. Uh, but it's Cheech and Chong in charge of that. Similarly, uh, well, not a possessive. Harold and Kubar. Yeah, go to White Castle. Yeah, and then the the sequel again is Harold and Kumar go to Guanta- Escape from Guantanamo. Oh, I wasn't go. really into the into that one. Oh, he was it? No, that one. I feel like they were trying to do gross out humor, like for the sake of it. Yeah, yeah. It was two thousand six. That's uh, a weird time. Two thousand eight. Two thousand eight. Yeah. Oh, that's when I was a sophomore in high school. Yeah. Uh, I liked this movie so much that I went to go get Harold and Kumar Escape from Guantanamo Bay and a very Harold and Kumar Christmas. I remember Harold and Kumar Christmas because that came out the year I graduated high school. Uh, I wasn't able to watch the third one because the disc that I got was glitchy. Uh, It was a flipper Blu-ray DVD and those things kind of break down over time. Uh, Yeah, Harold and Kumar Escape from Guantanamo Bay feels a lot more regressive than this one interesting uh it it was it really was i think that this movie has a lot more to say about about race well maybe in two they're trying too hard i mean it's they're a, trying to capture what they thought was funny at the time it, of one it takes the subtext that is in go to white castle and makes right. that part of the text they're escaping from guantanamo bay so all of that right. race stuff is on the top as opposed to go okay. to white castle which yeah. the great part about this movie is that it works without their race it they just yeah yeah uh it's just that the subtext of the darn thing is because it's harold and kumar uh that that's what makes this stand above the rest yeah and from like a ryan standpoint i love how simple it is because when you look at it on paper it's just two characters trying to go to a fast food place yeah like it's no bells and whistles aaron on that note aaron you wish it was a bigger restaurant don't you <laughs> you wanted to be chilies i wanted to be waterburger think about uh, what it did for white castle oh, I oh yeah oh that's the only thing i thought about I was like this is just a giant marketing scheme do they have white castle where you're from we had it very far away so it's sparse but it's in ohio very sparse, yeah. Like I think there was one fifty minutes away from my house. Oh jeez. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. That's a trip. Yeah, that's I don't think I'd heard of White Castle until this movie came out. Same Z's. Uh they have it in Vegas now, not at the time. I had to oh. go to the grocery store and get one of those like Yeah, frozen the frozen ones. ones? Oh, they're yeah. not the same. They're but then when the I visited New York for the first time in 2009, I actually went to White Castle, and it was this huge moment for me. And oh, man. There's photos. And then Cal Penn shows up. Okay. <laughs> Olivia, have you, had you heard about yeah. this? Okay. Yeah. No, I've never. And I think, like Kenny, until I heard about this movie. God, what a moment. Because, man, yeah. didn't White Castle kind of get in on the hype, too? Like, isn't there... I'm sure there's some tie-ins. Yeah, I think they did. They made the Crave case like an official thing after this, right? I think. Probably. I think. Yeah, oh, I man. Know. I still haven't been to a White Castle. 
I went to one and it was make, a momentous occasion. Make it a Patreon goal. <laughs> or we just do it for social media. Okay, now... <laughs> what? It's not as big. Yes, it is! No. We're... <laughs> no. See, this is what happens when James has all the power for the Patreon. Uh, I get to ch- pick and choose what's on there. Oh, my gosh. It's tied into a film, though. We actually have rhyme and reason to do this. We could go! Right now, you're right. My feet pictures are an option as a reward. At no $10 times. level. Yeah, you're right. Is that a real reward? Yeah, yeah it's, it is. Uh, $10. Yeah. Sign up for our Patreon. And I, I remember the discussion. Uh, it was, okay, guys, what should our wo- rewards be? Okay, okay. And then Aaron goes, what if... <laughs> Uh, what for, if, for what, the listener, you you can't see, but James is doing about a thousand micro expressions right now. Do I do that with I'm, my I'm lips? Feel, I'm filled. No, I'm acting. no. <laughs> this is my interpretation. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> what if? What if we just like take a picture of my feet, and we get a monthly like foot picture, and I go, Aaron, why would we do that? Because it's funny. And I all agree, right, I sure, yeah, yeah, yeah okay, Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> You are. <laughs> that's that's how I'm going to talk. Right now. Uh, you're welcome, Aaron. I have an idea for a Patreon level, you know, reward. How about if they donate, maybe at like the eight dollar level, I can give out some like, um, like real dating advice. And this is coming from somebody with like really bad <laughs> dating experience. Why don't we just make that the ten dollar level? Because my feet pics are funny. No. But I. Like legit good advice. Like I told y'all not to buy heart shaped jewelry. Jerry's still on that one. Heart shaped nuggets and pizza are fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, but you know, like just just stuff that people might need to hear. Again, this is coming from somebody with like no love life. So hey, we'll right there with you. Hey. Nice. I, I did go on a date last Ooh. night. I just want to make that clear to everyone. Ooh. I went on a date. Did is there going to be a story? second? Not yet. No. Like Penny, didn't even <laughs> did you no, get it's fine. Pizza? <laughs> if only. Man, uh, I don't know if I love her yet, so I can't. Yeah, good call. But you know who is a big component of love? John Ford Me. What? Harold and Kumar. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Huge component. Uh, well, no, because Components. the whole love interest between Harold and Maria. Yes. It's Did fun. that resonate with you, John? <laughs> That's what I always wanted to happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get it. Oh, oh I get it. Man. Just... Uh, I'm going to do a little spoil- spoiler. They go to White Castle. They go to White Castle. They steal the onions. Harold uh, gets newfound confidence and makes out with Maria. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they both enjoy it and set up a date. The and, end. And did you notice? Wait, I guess you haven't watched the Christmas one. I have not. Okay. I, I've watched the first 30 minutes wow. of it. Then it glitched out. Wow, that's a bummer. Man. So I got started. I watched it in 2011 in 3D. It wasn't like his wife in that one supposed to be Maria, but it was a different actress? No, Probably. it is Maria. Oh. Is it the same actress? Yeah. Oh, okay. Good For job. some reason, I thought they recast it. No. Awesome, also, spoiler. They brought, uh, well, in Escape from Guantanamo Bay, Kumar also uh, gets together with someone. Right, because uh, it's his turn to find love. Yeah, and then you bring both of those love interests back in a very Harold and Kumar uh, Christmas. Uh, may I, may, I, may I talk about the Blu-ray for Harold and Kumar Escape from Guantanamo Bay? Granted. Yeah. Okay, cool. <clears throat> Gentlemen, I 
I've been able to achieve a goal on my Letterboxd account, which is to get the first review in of something. Really? And the review was for a special feature on the Harold and Kumar Escape from Guantanamo Bay disc called Harold and Kumar Go to Amsterdam. Oh, yeah. I saw that video short. That's Uh, what it should have been called. John, are you familiar with the Harold and Kumar Escape from Guantanamo Bay (laughs) Blu-ray? Not, like, no. Okay. Not the Blu-ray, specifically. So, about... 10 or 11 years before Bandersnatch existed, Harold and Kumar Escape from Guantanamo Bay has a choose-your-own-adventure special feature. What? Oh, cool. Where at certain points during the movie, a choice will pop up that allows you to pick what happens in the movie. For example, at one point, Harold and Kumar go to a bottomless party, at least within the original release. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but in the Blu-ray, you can choose if they go to a topless party or a bottomless party. <laughs> The begin- good, but not both. Not, not both. Okay. Can't do both. Yeah. The beginning of the film uh, starts off whenever uh, Kumar uh, partakes in a smokeless bong sure. in the bathroom. Uh, and the first choice is, does Kumar actually smoke from the smokeless bong, or does he put it away and wait for Amsterdam? If you partake in the smokeless bong, the rest of the movie happens. If you decide to put it away, what happens is that you are given a completely alternate version of the movie called Harold and Kumar Go to Amsterdam, what? which is John Cho and Cal Penn on what looks like was shot with a handicam along with the two love interests in Amsterdam just going around for an extra 10 or 15 minutes about this completely alternate version of the movie that happened and it's just both of them falling head over heels in love enjoying amsterdam and splitting forever because they had both finally become emotionally satisfied with the people that they were in life oh my god it's so good that's incredible (laughs) it's it's the best and it's clear that it was cut to on iMovie it's clear that they did this because they wanted to do it because it does not look like they had a professional crew. There's no sound. All of it is done over a voiceover from Harold and Kumar. Really? From John Cho and Cal Penn. But at the same time, the directors are still directing behind... They're they're still the directors. uh, And you still have John Cho and Cal Penn along with a love interest in actual Amsterdam. Just all of the stuff shot on a handicam. It's wild. I would recommend it. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so it achieved what Black Mirror tried to achieve <laughs> last year. Yeah. Hey, that wow. was, it was pretty fun. It was right. It was a fun I wanted experiment. More. I wanted more. Of course you want more. Because oh, here's my theory on that. We're both gamers. Yeah. So we're used to those types of things. But for a non-gamer, I heard that I was like, whoa, that was really cool. <laughs> that was their review? Yeah. I was like, whoa, whoa that, was really that, was, cool. that was really cool. I got to like choose things. That's the review you read. Oh, wow. That was really cool. Good That's job. what I heard. That's what people told me okay. from Bowling Green, Ohio. John, what's your favorite scene in this film? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. I think my the, the funniest scene is when they're on the couch and they're watching that PS, the anti- Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. PSA. <laughs> <laughs> I love that short. Because it, it's just two guys smoking weed. And then, what's the one that's like, smoke this if you want to be cool? Yeah, and then, <laughs> something like that. And then, 
and then uh yeah they get high and then he's like i'm i'm so high nothing can hurt me and then he like puts like a gun into his mouth and the other guy's like no because first the guy clearly pulls the trigger and then it cuts to the other guy going no and then and then you hear the gunshot and marijuana kills and then they're both laughing oh it's so great yeah uh if i may sure I love the beginning of this movie. The first act is flawless. Even the first five minutes, which is specifically following two white dudes. And sure. having just watched Eurotrip, which is far and away the worst film that we have watched Whoa, on this podcast. you hate Ooh. that movie. It's even, awful. Even it's abysmal. Than, it's so, uh, he said he hated it more than Living Wake on uh, that. I would I rather see, watch Living Wake. That's, that's a... Eurotrip's a film I used to like in high school that I'm fairly certain I wouldn't be into now. It's it's morally <laughs> repugnant. I mean, the only f- the really fun part in that movie I had was the None. robot fight scene. <laughs> See, Aaron stop it, it. <laughs> stop <laughs> it. The robot fight, the robot fight scene was fun, it's uh, which is great. And Harold and Kumar escape from Guantanamo Bay because they're they're like, hey, us going to Amsterdam is going to be like Eurotrip, but good. Nails <laughs> 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 it. Good singer, Kenny. Uh, but the fir- but the beginning of Harold and Kumar feels like the beginning of Eurotrap, where it's about two entitled white dudes who are mm-hmm. like, "Look, just give your work to some other dude. Let's go party." Yeah. Because that's kind of what happens at the beginning of Eurotrap. Two entitled white dudes like, "Look, yeah. let's just go to Europe. Let's just do it." But because we can. And one of them keeps his job despite never being yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because he's that. a white guy. Yeah. And so the camera follows these two white dudes mm-hmm. out into the beginning of their adventure and then the camera literally pans back up to Harold who is stuck in the office, which yeah. is just, it's so visually clever of going, look, if this was any other movie, we would be following these two entitled white dudes. Oh, yeah. This is not that movie. And I don't know film history, but how many films of 2004 had a POC as main protagonist? Not many, Go- I assume. Google it. Because it's uh, probably a bunch of whiteies just doing white stuff. Yeah. <laughs> just what? I don't remember there even being like a conversation about it back then. Yeah. No, I don't oh, think yeah. so. Like, it was so under the radar. Yeah, it... Which I'm... And now that I think about it, every white person in this film is a bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Well, their friends aren't that bad right that's true but they're also specifically coded as jewish right they're not white which feels like an other yes in in this film as opposed to the rest of the honkies in the rest of this movie (laughs) yes Aaron. is honky a a a bad word we're taking it back first off never as as a white person never say we're taking it back uh just don't ever say that uh also it's you can't be racist against white people this is the facts with kenny more on this we're next week. white people are in power you can't be racist against us because that would yes, mean you can you're punching up but all right we have <laughs> we have inherent privilege we can walk down the sidewalk and people will be like thank you yeah i'm not disagreeing taxes. with that but that's that's a discussion about power not racism Aren't they both? No. Racism is hatred against another group. Which can okay, be any James. group. You're right. <laughs> racism. Solved by white guys. What do you think about racism, John? You're public. Right? 
I'm against it. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Thank you. Thank you. Good job, uh, John. We stand equality. Yes, yeah, <laughs> we do. Uh, keep talking. I'm going to pull up every movie with the PFC lead in 2004. It's not going to be many. American specifically, right? Uh, yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm going to guess less than four. Mm. Oh, this is going to be a long search, folks. Let's keep talking about the movie. Okay. Uh, like the fact that this is the thing that brought Neil Patrick Harris back. Period. Was he? No. This was before he was out, too. Yeah. As yes, gay. this was before he was out. But when did uh, How I Met Your Mother come out? After the next this. year. Yeah. yeah. Oh, damn. Okay. This helped yeah. him get casted, yeah? It was yeah. his character in this. They were like, oh, that's Barney. Oh, oh wow! If I'm not mistaken, the writer the writers were trying to figure out who that guy was, right? And they wanted this to be a long-standing show, mm-hmm. and so it couldn't be someone who was established. And and then I think they saw this and they were like, "Oh, yes." Huh. And it sucks. The title characters couldn't <laughs> couldn't like build a lasting much of a lasting <laughs> career because they were so recognizable after this. And uh, you mean in normal jobs? Well, no, like Hell Pit, yeah, like consistent. Oh yeah, yeah, gigs like I mean, listen, they're fine now. Yeah, it worked good, out. They're good now, but like the, that weird three years after, you're like, well, I need money. Yeah, but I mean, I think it's a testament to their perseverance that oh yeah, they stuck through it and were managed to become successful. And on that note, and then that same time era, I guess, kudos to Daniel Radcliffe. Go on. I was certain he was <laughs> never going to get casted in anything ever again. I really honestly was. Well, he can do whatever he wants now. At, he's but, Harry like, Potter. Yeah, he's he's Harry Potter, but he did, uh, what's the one with the horse? That was his Equus. first. Equus. Equus, right after that. Uh, he did Switchblade Man. Um, Swiss Army Man? Swiss Army Man, sorry. Swiss Army Man. Totally <laughs> different movie. Yeah. Uh, Swiss Army Man. But it's, yeah. It's kind of like Elijah Wood, like people that get extremely rich from something just doing whatever they want after mm-hmm. that. Yeah, and now yeah. he and just goes films. to Bird's Barbershop. Elijah Woods. That's all he does. Also, I just watched uh, his new movie last night. Oh, I saw it a couple nights ago. What'd you think of it? Nope. It was fun. It was like dark and continually surprising. I I feel like I am going to forget it exists pretty soon. (laughs) Yes. But at the time, it was a good time. It it kept me engaged. But did they play a short before the the Fox or the Jaguar? Yeah, that was weird. Okay, yeah, that completely threw me for a loop. I just spit everywhere. I, see, I I knew to expect it because like on the Alamo page it said like there would be a short playing. So if oh, I didn't, if I didn't I see that. It. Yeah, uh, I went in blind. And I was like, "What the fuck is this? <laughs> Did I go into the wrong movie?" I almost got up and left because I was like, "I I I must like, have walked in the wrong you're movie." You're checking the door, just like I oh, almost it says did. This one. Like, I, no, it, it, this short was so bad. It honestly <laughs> made me like the movie less. Ooh. It had a negative impact on the movie. So it didn't Pixar itself. No. Ooh. No. That's what they try to do, but make it thematic. But it was just so bad. My theory is they wanted to show this really dark, creepy short film to get you in like that heightened mindset. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. That works. I I can okay. understand that. Yeah, it's it's your 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 tease to the film like when you like an appetizer you're like all right this will set the mood yeah but it ended up just being some weird cold soup when you had a hot plate of nachos for dinner kind yes of thing. yeah well that and like I, I i i could also argue that's like that's very representative representative of elijah wood's character like 
he was in some parts the jaguar no he's yeah. a dragon yeah you're right he's spyro uh shout to spyro <laughs> kenny uh, how we holding up over there still looking have you found any i'm still looking that's Aaron. my bad my bad Come on, Aaron. Get your shit going. But, uh, yeah, sorry, just about that weird Daniel Radcliffe moment. But, yeah, but, like, w- with these guys, couldn't even guess it, but yet, Neil Patrick Harris became kind of a household name. Oh, yeah. Well, come. he was Doogie Hauser before this. So he already was a household name, but this just changed his brand. Well, yeah, he was a has-been. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he was a has-been, and then this movie came along. I, I don't recall... Another film before this where an actor played a satirical version of themselves. This clearly, I feel like this kind of started that trend in movies where actors are making fun of themselves. John, you're an expert. What do you think? I'm trying to think of films before this. I can think of films after it for sure. Sure. Huh. Uh, There's The Matrix. There's Fight Club. Gladiator. Yeah. I'm um, just trying to think of any movie. Uh, any Shrek, Shrek One, <laughs> Shrek One, oh, Shrek One was in that there. opening sequence. Mighty so Morphin good. Power Rangers, ninety-five. Yeah, you're yeah, right. it had the uh, intro with Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, and they were yeah, skydiving. Skydiving. I legitimately, that's what makes me want to <laughs> skydive in life. That might be the fourth time we brought up just that intro. It's a great intro. It's a good intro. It's a great intro. Great intro. Oh, man, How I do you feel about the intro for my? I don't remember. <laughs> were you a Power Rangers guy? Yeah, when I was. Young. All right. Put down your knife. Not attacking. Not oh. attacking. I'm just saying when I was young, a young person, <laughs> and I'm not anymore, <laughs> let's turn this self-deprecating. I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's self-deprecating. I think that's just a fact. Oh, oh man. man. Yeah, I brought it home. It, yeah. But, yeah, so gave NPH his household name. I mean, this movie did a lot. If we're being honest, it, it yeah no, it, I think it opened up a lot of conversations and doors, surprisingly, because I'm I mean I'm just a white boy from Bowling Green, Ohio, so uh, it didn't really affect me that much, but it made me really want a white cast. It, re- it honestly it did. Didn't make you want to become a filmmaker? No, <laughs> that first started in uh, uh, sixth grade when I saw. Uh, Napoleon Dynamite. Yes. Uh, okay. Wait, that's like the same era, like same time period. Yeah, as this movie. Now yeah. sounds good. Well, what I'm curious, John, is so you're saying that you this made you want to be a filmmaker. Was it because of like it felt independenty? Was it because it can literally be a movie about anything you want, like two dudes getting high and going to White Castle? Yeah, I guess it did feel independenty. Maybe it's just because I looked into how it was done, and you had these two people who weren't hadn't really done anything and then mm-hmm. just write these scripts screenplays and make this get this movie made i don't know that was the first time it felt like it was possible for me to make my own stuff see right that's on. what happened with me and napoleon dynamite because my literal thought was college kids can make movies and then i was like oh i can do this in the future uh so yeah i totally relate with that <coughs> what okay so this did have a theatrical release yes like a nationwide mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. Theatrical release. Who's the uh, production company? New Line Cinema. That's right. A Time oh, Warner wow. company. Wow. Okay. Time Warner, not Spectrum. C- correct. Not. Might have been AOL Time Warner at that time. Oof. Southwestern Bell. I have the answers. Oh. Oh. Hmm. Are we guessing? <laughs> we These are. are. Uh, 
major Hollywood releases in 2004 with people of color as the leads. Can, I just, get a, can I just get a taste of the films that were out this year? Does I was just going to say them. Oh. Say the say the ones. Oh. Yeah, do it. If that's okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Are there none? That's why it's... Well, Harold and Kumar. Besides... Harold and Kumar is one. There's more than I expected, but still not enough. <laughs> All right. My Baby's Daddy. What? Barbershop 2. I don't... These are all major Hollywood releases that came out in 2004. Barbershop 2 is good. <laughs> I like I've it. never uh, seen it. I never saw the first one. Ice Cube. Man on Fire with uh, Aaron's husband, Denzel. Denzel. Oh. Soul Plane. <laughs> oh, okay. The Chronicles of Riddick. Oh. White Chicks. That's 2004? Yeah. Wow. Whoa. I, Robot. Oh, that's a great movie. Uh, also, Aaron, give me uh, keep count of how many Denzel movies and how many Will Smith movies. Well, there's one Will Smith and one Denzel so far. Great. Catwoman. Oof. A post Halle Berry Oscar. Oh, yeah. That's she right. got a Razzie though. Ooh. That she showed up for that I learned from you, Aaron. Yeah, she she actually showed up and had an emotional emotional speech. Aw, good or bad. It was, it was comical. She was like, guys, you don't know what, how much this means oh, to me. Funny. I've accomplished my goals. It was good. Well, she's good at asking. She, acting. She's got an Oscar. Yeah. So, uh, Harold and Kumar. The Manchurian Candidate. So, chalk another one up for Denzel. Alien versus Predator. Toss up three for uh, Will Smith. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he plays the titular Predator. <laughs> and ha, y'all going down. <laughs> uh, the Cookout. What? The cookout with, I believe, Cedric the Entertainer. Is I know. It? I've never. It was a weird Cedric the Entertainer year. Oh, this one might not count. Because he's in Barbershop 2. Is Madagascar around this time, too? Not that I, I think that's 2006. Oh, wow. Uh, Mr. 3000. Man. Was that with Bernie Mac? Yep. yep. It's with BMAC. Uh, Motorcycle Diaries. I don't. Uh, that's with our boy, Gael Garcia Bernal. Who? Aaron's husband. Uh, Shark Tale. Yeah. Will Smith. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we and can do that episode. It's weird I still haven't seen it. Robert just, De Niro and Scorsese are in it. And Angelina Jolie. And Angelina Jolie. In it? Yeah. Scorsese's yeah. acting? Yeah. Scorsese's acting. Wow. Uh, Ray. Blade Trinity. Hotel Rwanda. Oh, Hotel wow. Rwanda is really good. Fat <sighs> Albert. And Shrek 2. Yeah. Uh, Wait, because, what? He's green. Uh, no, no. Yeah, do do animated. Damn. Does it count? Uh, Only if the voice actor is of color. So Eddie Murphy, right? That's Eddie Murphy is yeah, donkey. Eddie Murphy. Yeah, you're right. So uh, I counted people that were specifically first build leads. Sure. Uh, yeah. So that's eighteen. Nice. In two thousand four. Listen, that's sometimes better than our current years. And I will say, two of those were Oscar noms. Hotel Rwanda. And uh, there was one a little bit there before Hotel Rwanda that you had said. Ray. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Ray took home Best Actor. What did Hotel Rwanda take home? I think it kind of walked away with goose eggs. I th- I don't think it, it was up but for a, a lot of stuff. It's really good. Yeah. Oh, no. It's, it's a fantastic really film. But I think it was one of those that people were fine with. Like, it was good. Let's give it a nomination. But it's it wasn't like... Because... Like, uh, Jamie Foxx did phenomenal. Yeah. Um, yeah, he had Georgia on his mind. Yeah. Ah, that, that's a good bit. Thank you. Good. 
Harold and Kumar got no Oscars. Fun fact. Are you mad about this? I <laughs> like this movie a bunch. Same. Uh, Jamie Kennedy shows up for one scene and kills it. Oh, when he's, I he's the scene. Bush yeah. guy? Yeah. Which Who is peeing in the bush? Oh, that's... Yeah. Is, is, that, is, is that, this your special bush? Is that Kumar? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's peeing, Kumar. And then Jamie yeah. Kennedy just shows up literally out of nowhere <laughs> and stands right next to him. It's, that is a fun it's bit. such a good joke. I didn't realize that yeah. was Jamie Kennedy. Uh, have we talked about the extreme? Uh, how how those white dudes that run through the movie are just like, let's get to Mountain Dew extreme. <laughs> I, I love the raptor roar. Hmm? Oh the, yeah! <laughs> wow. Nice. Yeah, yeah practice. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that in front of your lady friend. Oh come on! How else am I supposed to know that she's my mate? How about you give like a little nod if something's gonna happen to that's, the guy oh, that's I'm, wearing the I'm, headphones? I'm sorry, that buddy. Horrifying. I'm sorry. That was, Oh yeah, do you want to take two? No, you want to take solid. Two? We are solid. I have an update. So I put a poll on our social media on our Instagram at ShameWatchPod nice. about um, whether or not our trip to White Castle should be a Patreon goal. And right now we have one vote from Devin Coleman. Hey, hey. Devin, he says yes. Thanks, Devin. A hundred percent of people that have voted so far think that it should be a Patreon goal. And we the, still need to finish Hudson's talk with him. Well, the yes. closest White Castle. Is a ways away, right? It's, it's either Los, East Coast it's or Vegas. Vegas. It's definitely Vegas, Vegas. is probably Wait, closer. Seriously? Yeah. We, uh, oh, I thought there was one in Austin. No. no. Uh, it's oh, an East Coast Vegas thing was in a Vegas. big. Vegas was a big get, if I'm not mistaken. And there's somewhere else that they. It's testing because it's a. It was. It's very family operated. So they're like, no. Wait. Just, there's no White Castle in Texas at all. No. No, what? It's, it's either, I looked. It's mid. West or Northeast? It's a, it's, I always knew it as a Midwest thing. So Chicago uh, or Illinois, Indiana, uh, Michigan. Well, I guess yeah, the, the Midwest. The North Dakota, South Dakota, takes Idaho, Nevada, <laughs> we did Oklahoma, the, we did the Kansas, Nebraska. What's interesting is Nebraska. Uh, no, sorry, Kansas is the home state of, of White Castle, but there's I think oh. there's like five in Kansas, and that's yeah. still closer than Vegas. I feel like. It, uh, it's probably okay. Hours. We'll make a Patreon goal. Sure. Yay! Because I, I will the, say the can frozen I go? one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah of course, right. John. You but, have to come. You were part of the movie. The, the frozen <laughs> one. You're either gonna have to go with our oh, uh, oh. White Castle one or our Patreon goal when we escape from Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, that's gonna be a seventy-five. The and one. they offer chicken rings, not chicken nuggets. Chicken they rings. They have a vegan options now too. Really? Yeah. The interesting thing is, I don't eat red meat anymore oh nice so you but can get chicken rings or a vegetarian <laughs> option or yeah. chicken rings they had the impossible oh, oh really? nice tight yeah very so. cool i've Wait, also so heard that they have chicken rings they have chicken rings <laughs> <laughs> well if you donate at uh, a level to be determined later the gold is determined later we'll go to white castle That's right. and we're gonna get a crave case yeah oh yeah we got to do a crave case i mean i remember the first time i went to White Castle. It was a momentous occasion. Still haven't been. Momentous occasion. I had to go to Chicago for this. My family lives in Indiana or Dyer, which is like a little suburb of Chicago. And my goodness. Illinois? Indiana, actually. You just said they live Indiana. in Dyer, Indiana. Uh, it's a suburb of Chicago, Illinois. Illinois? John, yes. tell us more about this movie. What's, uh, <laughs> what, what else goes on your head? Like, okay, so you watched it when you were 17. Had you watched it before your recent watch? Anytime in between there. How often do you oh, watch yeah. this? 
Uh, so I watched it a number of times in 2004. I sure. took people to see it. You're <laughs> yeah, studying yeah. it. You're but that was an era yeah. thing. But that like was an era thing. Since that time, did you wa- rewatch it like when you were 25 or... For yes. example, how often do you watch a trip to the moon? James? Every year. I have to do my Seems film Seems like studies. an unnecessary amount. But for <laughs> I want to pay homage to film itself. There's other things. Training. It was the first movie. Tra- no, it wasn't. It was. That's just not true. It's not the first movie. It was movie. probably Strongman or Train Coming to Station or People that's, Leaving Factory. No, that's, but the, those that have narrative arcs, those were just on film. This was the first narrative. You're telling film. me that Train Coming into a Station doesn't have a narrative arc? You fucking ass. <laughs> you I'm so- fucking ass. You I'm- obtuse person. I'm sorry I failed. Can't I- see I can't see art when it slaps him in the face coming into a stop. Olivia, I think we should switch roles. I think you should uh Me do this. Too. I'll, I'll do the social media. Me too. You ass oh. I'm not getting it. Really <laughs> oh. No, was, just sit this down. This is real. Sit to the down. You're getting. You're getting. Real. Don't knock sit, the candle okay, over. Get, sit down. Don't knock the candle over. Yeah. Don't. Don't knock the candle down. Make sure you get me in there. Yeah. Okay. Don't knock the candle over. We really okay. Hey, Olivia, how wait, are you? Wait. Hey, I'm doing okay. How are oh, you? there's a candle behind me. There's a candle behind you. <laughs> okay. Candle. You kept saying that. Well, okay, so James is taking another bit. How are you, Olivia? Have you seen like uh, Harold and Kumar Go to White Castle? I actually haven't, but it's on my list of movies to watch. Okay. So it's, I've definitely, like, I think it came out, we said 04, so I was in the fifth grade. Wasn't allowed to watch that, like. Try to go not, back. I yeah. feel, I'll be honest, I feel like a buddy's brother had it. And I snuck in, and me and my, hello? Do I Wait, really, like, lurk I, like that? Am I the oh, only okay. one here that was <laughs> old enough to legally watch it when it came out? I, I didn't see it whenever it came but out. But were you old enough? No. Legally? Uh, I mean, if, 2000 a, if a parent guardian was four. with me, uh, I turned eight, uh, turned 17 in 2006, so no. Okay. At least you're closer to age yeah. Closer to my age, thank you. That's true, <laughs> yes. I was 2012. I, I remember renting this movie from Blockbuster, I think. Either Blockbuster or the Super Video that was attached to the Warehouse Supermarket in Sand Springs, Oklahoma. Uh, so I've Very seen this specific. movie before. Uh, yeah, and I... Because this movie is so much more nuanced than it has any right to be, considering that it's a stoner comedy. Mm-hmm. But it's also yeah. so politically complex. Yeah. Uh, this movie talks about police brutality a lot. True. But yeah. Okay. And the first. Again, I was a child when all this happened. So strip the the most story that was big, large about that was Rodney King. Yeah. Up to that point, correct? Yeah. I, like like you said, Ferguson hadn't no. happened. Wow. Uh, so it's weird. It's. My my favorite joke in this movie, the thing that I remembered even before going into this rewatch, is that incredible jaywalking joke where Kumar just tells Harold, just cross the street. And it's like three or four in the morning. And Harold's like, are, are you kidding? I don't want to jaywalk. Uh, and Kumar's like, there's no one out here. So they take a long time to establish that there's no one there. They look to the left, no one there. Look to the right, no one there. Harold takes one step and instantly a police car shows up. It's hilarious. It's like before, I think maybe before his foot even touches the ground. <laughs> That's so harsh, man. <laughs> yeah. And the police officer just instantly gets out and is like, sir, is everything okay? 
<laughs> it's such a good joke. Well, oh this is gosh. 2004, so was there, like, Muslim panic at this point? I mean, Y2K had happened. Wouldn't this be a post-September 11th thing? That yeah, Y2K? what happened on September 11th? 2001? Uh, okay. Um. <laughs> Today I will never forget. Same. Yeah, it was a Tuesday. What happened? Is it because you were too young to remember? I remember it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, but yeah, so was that like, and, and I'm assuming that's commentary on that as well. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> oh, yeah, most that definitely. Looked, most yeah. definitely. Uh, we were in yeah. the grips of uh, Muslim panic, uh, considering that we were locked into two wars, at, just two wars at the time. Uh, we were just in such a panic mode, and we to have someone to have Cal Penn play a protagonist in this film who is just his ethnicity is secondary to the kind of person that he is kind of revolutionary at that time uh, kind of revolutionary now uh, the next movie that I'm thinking of uh, that feels somewhat revolutionary is Crazy Rich Asians but that movie is all about ethnicity uh, as opposed to just putting the best person in the role in some other film. So, story. Ooh, I love stories. Yeah, the writers of Harold and Kumar, they apparently, they saw Cal Penn at a party. Mm -hmm. And he was talking, you know, like, how do I say this? They were surprised that he didn't have, like, a thick accent because he had just done, what was that movie with... Oh, Tara Reid and uh, Van Wilder. Yeah, which is why uh, Ryan, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so, that's the reason that Ryan Reynolds is in this movie. Probably, yeah. Ryan so, Reynolds is in White Castle. Yeah. <gasps> oh my gosh. He plays a medical professional. So oh, I really need to see it now. It's really good. So they approached him and and they, they were like, oh, oh, you don't have like a thick accent. And he thought they were just being like mean and racist to him. When they were saying like, no, we want someone for our movie who doesn't have, you know, who won't play like that kind of who fit that stereotype yeah 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 so but he was actually like offended the first time he met like the writers of the film yeah and like because i would be kind of pissed off too like i don't blame him like that's like oh just because like you know i look the way i look you expected this but like at the same time like they were probably just like no we're like we're trying to offer you a, a job like yeah it, and it's, it's based weird... on the only thing they had seen him in was a film where he had a thick accent yeah that tracks Wow. Yeah, and apparently he took that role. He he told himself he would never take a r very stereotypical role, mm -hmm. but he took it because the other person going up for the part was wearing like brown face or whatever. And oh was, like, my oh, god! god. Gosh, so so he's like, I have to get this part. This was two thousand four. <laughs> I mean, casting probably was in two thousand three, maybe two thousand two. I don't remember when Van Wilder came out. Maybe two thousand two. Yeah, it was before. It was definitely before this. Yeah, oh so early two thousands, that was still a thing. James, are you okay back there, bud? <laughs> I'm working. Get back on the microphone. We can switch now. No, please switch out. C come on, bud. We're come gonna, on. Come on. I'm gonna be doing an episode after this, so it's fine. Oh, oh did you know that the official title of Van Wilder is Van Wilder Party Liaison? Oh, huh. I think I messed up. No, Maybe did they change it later? Yeah, to just Van Wilder? 
I guess so. My phone's also really dumb right now. Okay. Uh, well, I so destroyed our brand. Yes. You asked me a question. Yep. Have I watched it since? Then? Yes. <laughs> there <laughs> we go. This question was like ten minutes, fifteen minutes ago. We'll cut yeah. out that whole chunk and then. <laughs> Maya, that's dumb. We'll see what happens. Um, so I watched bit. it yeah. in college to mm-hmm. pump myself up for the second one. Sure. Yeah. And then yeah, yeah. I saw the second one, and I was disappointed. So I took a while, years off oh, from Harold and Kumar. Yeah, yeah. 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 And I, in my mid twenties, I was like, okay, my tastes have changed by now. I'm probably not into this. Mm-hmm. I watched it. I was still into it, and then I didn't watch it again until, like, a few weeks ago. To sure. Yeah. 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 So. Sure. Yeah, and I was surprised. I was. I still liked it today. So is it the same level of enjoyment, or has it changed? I think it's changed, but I feel like maybe that's because I've seen it so many times. Sure, it's, sure. You s- I just know it's coming, mm-hmm. so I'm not mm-hmm. as into it. Yeah. yeah, 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 naturally. But, yeah, I appreciate it for different reasons now than back then. Back then it was like this funny movie. <laughs> sure. And and now you can see it from like a more indie Yeah, lens. now there's, you know, yeah. the whole topic of, race and this various things i didn't realize back then it was doing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's it's simultaneously highbrow and lowbrow at the same time which is just so marvelous do you think they feel like that was the only way they could market it was As being lowbrow yeah get like like trying to get the and i'm not totally sure if they were identifying how highbrow it was and how progressive it was for its time but do you think they had to give that nuance of vulgarity just so that would it would draw the crowd i mean it certainly makes mm. the medicine go down a lot more you can you can have a conversation you could depict police brutality very easily whenever you're sandwiching it in between dick and fart jokes true uh-huh. well the writers said like it was based on a lot of different things one was one of the guys went to university of pennsylvania and one night he was craving white castle but the closest one was new jersey so he had to like go on this trek and also oh, wow. one of their friends um, that they based Harold off of, whose real life name was also Harold, uh, dealt with a bunch of like racism at his job and people giving him their work and stuff like that. So, yeah. That's awesome. That's incredible that you can provide that kind of catharsis in the form of a major movie release. Well, that's the beauty mm-hmm. of filmmaking is like, it's, it's such a good connective tool to communities like that yeah. when done properly. Yeah. Right? And uh, I think that's both the good in movies and potentially the bad, like Joker. Hashtag fuck Joker. Uh, I don't like Joker movie. I didn't see it, but I don't like what it stands for. <laughs> Oh. Check out our Oscars episode for that for the context of that. Olivia has now gone on every single. <laughs> <laughs> she has completed her circles around the world. Nice. Uh, speaking of around the world, uh, do we have any other opinions about Harold and Kumar before we go around the critical consensus? I just want to say I really love how simple this movie is. Yeah, this movie on paper, like it really is just like two guys going to get White Castle because they have the munchies. Yeah. And they kept making it interesting throughout. Mm-hmm. Right. Just surprising things getting in their way. Right. This is how you do raunchy humor, right? Yeah. Uh, I. It's not that I'm against raunchy humor, I, but Eurotrip is just consistently raunchy and it's got people 
Uh, it, the the raunch is rarely clever. Yeah, it's always based off of stuff that I've seen before. It's just and just kind of displaying nipples and going. That's the joke. You see yeah. nipples. That's the joke. You, a woman's body. That's the, that's the joke. As yeah. opposed to finding clever ways to just turn this a little bit on its head. Um, there's right. always some clever sort of ways novelty. to show nipples. <laughs> Uh, you've seen so many other drug trips mm-hmm. in so many other movies, but how many movies can you say have a drug trip where the person that's drug tripping fantasizes about a bag of weed and then gets engaged into a long-term relationship with the weed and then has... A very dysfunctional relationship. Yeah, and then has significant out. marital problems with that said bag of weed <laughs> yeah. and then immediately it's, tries to apologize. It's one uh, of the funniest scenes. It's, and the really weed is gross. crying like a... Like actual female voice. Yeah, <laughs> it's such a good joke. Did we talk about the the poop scene yet? No. Oh, diarrhea twins. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to bring this up because it it reinforces this idea that women aren't allowed to uh, do anything but be perfect mm-hmm. and beauty all the time. You can say that again. Uh, so it reinforces <laughs> this idea that women can't be anything but uh, beauty and perfect all the time. Boy, yeah. howdy, you can say that again. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, I mean, the characters are reacting to it. I'm not going to say it again. <laughs> uh, Just loop it in post. <laughs> <laughs> well, But there is this idea that women have to be nothing but beautiful and perfect all the time. You can say uh, that again. God damn it. No, rules of three. I'm done. Uh, hey. But no, it... it, it <laughs> because it, it has this weird thing where like the two male characters are very grossed out, which reinforces that idea, but it's showing these women do it in a fun way. Yeah. And they don't care, which I think is really cool. And then Kumar's still into the idea of hooking up with them. Oh, yeah. 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 So So I just thought that was a cool thing. It was like, oh yeah. It that happens. Yeah. People poop. I read a nice. book in kindergarten called Everyone Poops. You wrote that book? I wrote it. <laughs> I am the author. As a kindergarten. Yeah. What? In crayon. Everybody poops. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> so, so the Rotten Tomatoes game. The Rotten Tomatoes game, uh, for those that might not be familiar with the Rotten Tomatoes game. Tell me rotten, about the Rotten Tomatoes game. The Rotten game. Tomatoes game. <clears throat> you can say that again. The Rotten Tomatoes game. <laughs> Boy, <laughs> howdy, have I heard that before. You have. It's based off of the website Rotten Tomatoes, a film review aggregator that takes all submitted film reviews, averages them out by a pass-fail system, then assigns a percentage on how many people might think a movie is either fresh or rotten. This is not a score that a film is X percent good. It is only a score of how many people liked it. Uh, John, we ask you for two scores, the first score being the critical score as well as the audience score, and we're going to go around the table and have you guys guess as to what both scores are starting with the critical ranking out of 148 critical reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. What do you think? Out of wow. 100%, without okay. going under, the score is well, for Harold and Kumar. Okay. I actually know the critical one. I don't know the audience one, but the critical one I double-checked earlier. I And we'll wait on that answer. Then I'll start at the opposite end. Aaron, okay. what do you think the critical score is for Harold and Kumar? Go to White Castle. 57. 57%. Why do you think 57? Um, because I think they're like, ew, gross, poop, um, <laughs> meh, can't have this. I feel like they, a lot of critics felt like this was a straight-to-video DVD or straight to video release film that did not deserve a theatrical release. That does not mean I agree with them. I just feel like that's what they were going into the assumption. Um, 
I do feel like there was probably a few critics that were like, huh, that 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 did its job. Yeah, I'm, I'm good with that. But I think a vast majority were like, ugh, this should not have gone a theatrical. Yeah. James. 30%. 30%? Wow. What do you think? Based off that first critics review, I think a lot... Sorry, trying to hit your knee. Uh, I think sorry. a lot of people have that similar Sorry, you're going to hit your foot. Uh, because <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but critics are highbrow. Critics critique yeah. things. They don't like things. And okay. they write those things down. Aggressively. With a lot of pens. And paper. Uh, John, what is the score for Harold and Kumar go to White Castle? 74%. 74? Really? The critical wow. score is 74%? Yes, because film critics like good things. <laughs> what? And this is a good movie. No. I was actually worried I mean, it was it too high movie. to come on this podcast. <laughs> well, it's all about the personal shame that's attached yeah. to it because... There are certain aspects of this movie that don't hold that. But on the whole, I think if you contextualize it for 2004, this is a drastically progressive movie. Well, and shame is subjective. Wait, I won. I mean, no, John won. He because, got uh, right No, that doesn't, oh, that doesn't count. <laughs> also, both of you went under. Yeah, yeah. but I, I thought it was the closest without going under. Under. Yeah, you went we, under. We went under. Uh, but it's still anyone's game with the audience approval rating. Right. John, what do you think out of 324,202 audience wow. ratings? <laughs> Say that one more time. 324,202 audience ratings. I mean, it's not Too Fast, Too Furious. It's not still. Too Fast, Too Furious, which has 30 million audience ratings. It's uh, <laughs> a passionate bunch. It's, it's a great film. I mean, that's just the Tyrese fans. Uh, and what they're you, hungry. They are hungry for Tyrese. Uh, what do you think the approval rating is for this movie? Man, I want to say higher, but the fact that there's so many reviews, mm -hmm. it's gonna there's gonna be some negative ones that bring it down. I'm sure. gonna s think it's similar. Let's say like seventy six percent. Seventy six percent. James. Eighty four percent. Eighty four percent. That's higher than John. Did you know that? It is. Great. It's Aaron. a strategic move. <laughs> Aaron, do you want to also use strategy to try and win this stakeless game? No. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna go high. I'm gonna go high. I'm gonna say 87. 87. You wow. motherfucker. I said 87. That's the number I said. Sure. James is closest without going under. The correct answer is 80. percent Hey. Uh, Stoners unite. Uh, because this movie is weed. good. I don't. No, I, I've never smoked in my life. Uh, there's the only edibles. Uh, yeah, I'm Sona from Smoke's Edibles. Just <laughs> and CBD. Yeah. CBD is important. I have a lot of CBD. I have CBD and lotion. Oh, CBD is important. Last thoughts? CBD is important. Um, <laughs> it's a big trend in the massage. Harold and Kumar take right CBD. Our, <laughs> we stand. Our sponsor is CBD. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to the CBD. The actual <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, I think this is a very important film. Uh, this is on Aaron Salinas' top 100. Whoa. Nice. Yeah. It's, uh, I know. Before, before, before you brought I brought it up? Huh? Bef you, you saw it before I Yeah. Before, yeah. I, okay. Like I said, I think a buddy of mine's brother had like let us watch it. Um, but yeah, I think this is definitely on Aaron Salinas' top 100. Um, I know, you know, it's my, my, my list is very esteemed. 
Um, Speaking of that, Aaron, you, you know that thoughtful gift you gave me at uh-huh. uh, Christmas? Can you make me, it, to re- tell the audience it was a scratch-off poster of the top 100 movies, can you make something similar for your 100 movies? I don't know how, but I can look it up. Thanks. Because <laughs> um, yeah. we can sell those merch. This will probably Can I talk be... about your thoughtful gift to me? Yeah. It was a it was a diagram what looked like a patent poster of the USS Excelsior from Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock. Yeah, he loves you more. I get it. What's wrong I with love your you gift? Both equally. Gee, I did not. I didn't get a gift at all. Well, now y'all made me look shitty. <laughs> <laughs> and, Our plan's working, Kenny. Well, if it makes you feel well, yours might be lost in the mail, John, because that's what <laughs> Olivia's gift. Yeah, she got it true. just yeah. last week. That's amazing. Very thoughtful gift giver because gifts receiving and giving. Always fills me with anxiety. Well, that's probably low in your love languages. Yeah. Well, is gift giving your number one love language? Uh, quality time is my number one. Mm. Um, gift. I hate receiving gifts. It me makes me too. It makes me very uncomfortable. The expectation to react. Well, no, I'm a I big reactor. That. I'm just like, okay. ah, man. I just want to make sure that like, I really appreciate it, but like, I want I want to get you something too. Like, I'm I took a test at work. I'm a I'm a giver. Like, I'm ninety two percent giver, one percent taker. Yeah, and I think I'm like 24% in the middle. Like, I just like to give. I just, like, I don't know. My my grandmothers were cafeteria ladies. All I know is to do is just serve and help and, like, you know, just, just help and give. And um, all I do is take. Yeah. Like, and I mean, that 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 works for some people. I just, I just, uh, I'm not a, uh, yeah, it gives me great anxiety. But I love giving gifts. Y'all's Valentine gifts are going to be really cute. You're giving us Valentine's oh, gifts? Oh Shut your mouth. What? Um, Aaron, you love but, us. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. And odd thing is, I hate Valentine's Day. My dad's a florist, so I never have any good memories with holidays, really. Aaron just gives just, us coal. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, I think this is on top one, uh, top 100. It is probably in the top 50. Whoa. Because I, I, I think it's an important movie. I do think mm-hmm. it's this generation's uh, Cheech and Chong um, but with highbrow, and I, I do think it's it, it has a lot of commentary. Before we realized we could have commentary about those things that they they talk about, mm-hmm. and it on paper it's so silly, it's so it's ridiculous. Like they're just going to get burgers. On that on that note, small burgers, little burgers, but a lot of them. They're, yeah, they're sliders, they're little little baby sliders, but they smoke the onions, and that's really important. Um, but uh, yeah, I, it's it's a good movie. Um, four stars. Wow, it's nice. four the most. No, I do five. Okay, we do letterboxed yeah. rankings here. So I do. I, I, I'm gonna say fours. Yep. Uh, we haven't even talked about the line. Uh, whenever they're in White Castle and NPH shows up, and Harold and Kumar go, "Dude, where's my car? Oh yeah, where's yeah. my car, dude? Where's his car, dude? Do you know why, James?" Because of Dude, Where's My Car? Because this is from the exact same director of oh. Dude, Where's My Car? Another movie where we were both like, where we were all like, this is kind of good. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Amy Jordan. Yeah. And Even though Dude, Where's My Car has vastly uh, regressive politics compared to this. At the same time, yeah. I was kind of like, this, this movie is kind of fun. And from like a comedy standpoint, it's tight. It's tight. Yeah. 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 I haven't seen it since middle school. That's fine. It's worth a rewatch. I know. Right. It's worth a rewatch. That's fine. You're fine, John. You do whatever you want. John, watch it with the highest grade lesson lens you have. Yeah. And really tear it apart. I think it's worth it. <laughs> All right. That's been our episode of Shame Watch. Wait, 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 wait. wait. I want 30 sliders, five french fries, 
and four large cherry podcasts. <laughs> make mine all same, but make mine all diet podcasts. Yeah, I, I was get, a real dick. I stole your podcast. That's why I'm buying your dinner. NPH is really good in this movie. <laughs> I love NPH. Because watching him in Escape from Guantanamo Bay, he's playing it more like Barney from How I Met Your Mother mm-hmm. as opposed to like truly depraved in this one. Oh, just wait until you see three. I'm excited. It's And wait till you see The Matrix 4. Oh, I'm so uh, excited. <laughs> That's been our episode of Shame Watch. Thank you to Denise Hudson for our rock and theme song and to James Garcia for our artwork and to Olivia Suarez for our social media. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Shame Watch on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever podcasts are found. Extreme! Who does a mountain do? <laughs> do you have suggestions, questions, comments, or general tomfoolery you want to contribute to the pod? Send it our way. Visit us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at Shame Watch Pod so we can talk with you. Extreme! Finally, you can contribute to our Patreon at patreon.com slash shamewatch. Extreme! I kind of want that to be the Bowling Green sound effect. <laughs> oh, please. It's please do. Full pull. It does cost money to put out superb content like this pod, so even a $1 donation can make a huge difference. Extreme! Now we're going to uh, shout out to our patrons. Kenny Madison. Extreme! Austin, Texas. Aaron Oslinas. Of Austin, Texas. Extreme! Gene Fight. Of Bowling Green, Ohio. Extreme! Alan Smith. Of Austin, Texas. AT Extreme! Bradley McPherson. Of Tulsa. Okay. Extreme! Jennifer Steinberg. Of Austin, Texas. Extreme! Uh, her, the, the Heraclio Gonzalez Jr. Thank you. And Ian Keegan. Of Gillette, Wyoming. Extreme! Until next time, our watch has now ended. Dive at your own risk. <laughs>